On today's episode of Awkward Moments Not Found in Your Average Children's Bible, we read Isaiah 34, verses 2 through 8. The Lord is furious with all the nations and their armies, so He will destroy them, delivering them to slaughter. The dead will be piled on top of the mountains, and the smell of death will come down from their rotting corpses as rivers of their blood flow downhill. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. The unicorns will be slaughtered with them, and the land will be soaked with their blood and fat. The day of God's vengeance. Amen. Welcome back to another egregious, abysmal, rubbish episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I am Bath, your seductive, steamy, shameless, spicy Satanist. <laughs> and I'm now your favorite co-host and big titty heathen and still reigning champ, baby. <laughs> uh, so Mel, since we seem to be on a roll with having top tier atheists on our show, I think I was able to continue the trend. Oh, about damn time. God, I was so tired of my back hurting from carrying this goddamn shit show. But just so you know, I'm still waiting for the thank you, you know, since I was the one getting all the talent, (sighs) you know? Yeah, no. But guess who I was able to trick into being on this podcast? (laughs) Well, I did have to shell out 30 bucks this time. Oh, my God. Still a broke-ass bitch, I see. Well, uh, who is it? (laughs) Well, today we have the privilege of having a very special guest. For today's episode, our guest is an atheist who openly speaks about life and death as a secular person. He is also a co-host with the famous show, The Atheist Experience. We want to welcome Dave Warnock to this horrible episode. (laughs) Thank you, Dave. Welcome, Welcome. Awesome guys. I think I'm honored, I think, to be here. (laughs) Damn. Right out the gate. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. I think. I love it. He's like, what the fuck did I didn't invite you? What is this shit? And I'm deleted. (laughs) Click. And I've got a bad connection. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We're very very honored and excited that you're here. We we really thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a busy schedule. Busy, busy man. (sighs) And as per tradition, the guest gets to read the Bible verse of the day. So what do you have for us, Mr. Dave Warnock? Imagine this uh, Bible verse as part of your daily devotions, for instance. Oh, yeah. mm, you know, mm. just picture yourself sitting there in the morning, your quiet time with Jesus, mm. as yes. all Amen. the Christians like to have. And yes. you, Praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. And you pull out your, your Bible and your, your um, always a pad, you know, with a, a notebook to, uh, to the, the quiet time with the Lord is always mm. about him speaking to you through his word. And then uh-huh. you writing down what he speaks to you. So just imagine that scenario. You're sitting in your favorite chair. It's comfortable. You're up mm-hmm. early with the Lord, uh, 5 or 6 a.m., you know, early. Get up early with the Lord before he gets mm-hmm. busy because he gets busy during the day. He's a busy man, yes. Yeah. Doing things like this. Um, so this is your Bible reading, and this is what the Lord is busy doing uh, day after day. Mm-hmm. So in Exodus 11, 
chapter 11, verse 4 through 6. So mm-hmm. Moses said, this is what the Lord says. About midnight, I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die. Hmm. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sits on the throne, to the firstborn son of the female slave, who is at her hand mill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. <gasps> Not the cattle! There will be loud wailing, just like you guys did, throughout Egypt. <laughs> Worse than there ever has been or ever will be again. Thus say Amen. 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 Praise Amen. Amen. Oh, Praise hallelujah. Family content right there. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I like how he asked for blood to be smeared on each uh, door frame. So, you know, he knew yeah. who not to kill, right? Because Yeah, you got to all- smear some blood on the door so God knows who not to kill. Right. I, I right, don't give right. shame. You know, I, I'm not. I, <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're consenting. Oh, wait. No. Did they consent, though? I don't think they did. No. No consent no, involved. No, no, God no. doesn't need no. consent. No, he does not. <laughs> but an, an all-knowing God needs blood <laughs> on the yeah. door frame. Right, right. It, uh, because he's, because he's fascinated with blood. He always has been. Oh, yeah. It's, for yeah. Sure. Uh, it's, it's a blood cult. That's what it blood is. Blood cult. It's a blood blood cult. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's disturbing on every level. And what's more disturbing about this is that as a Christian, I bought into all this wholeheartedly. Mm. Like, you know, I never, yeah. never blinked at this. I never thought, wow, right. that seems extreme. Why would God need to do that? And the cattle. Seriously. What? Right. Like, what do they do to you? Oh. You know? Oh, yeah. gosh. So speaking of your religious background, would you like to go through your religious background with us <laughs> and, and your road to atheism? Well, it was long and I, I was an I was an evangelical Christian for about three and a half decades. Oh, wow. From, from the age of 18, where I got caught up in the Jesus movement mm-hmm. until wow. my um, truly my mid 50s and uh, raised a family in that in that in that framework, um, three kids, had a wife, all that, and um, was just all in. And many of those years, I was on staff at churches as a pastor. Wow. I was ordained and, and licensed to do all the things, marry and bury and baptize and all the stuff. Mm. Um, and I just was, um, I'm actually writing my memoir and kind of reliving, oh. reliving all of that in the last year. And um, it's just uh, fascinating to me that I never never in all those years really examined what it was I believed and why I believed it and what the Bible was and what it wasn't. Because mm-hmm. I was a, what they call a spirit-filled believer, spoke in tongues, believed in miracles, um, oh, wow. believed that God answered prayer and led us by his, gave us, you know, direction to do his will. But I never examined it. I believed the Bible was inspired and, and truly inerrant. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a, a stance that, really only the most fundamentalist can take in that everything in the Bible, every word is literally uh, dictated by the Holy Spirit to men, no women, mind you, Mm. men who wrote it down uh, as the Holy Spirit whispered in their ear. That was the the thinking process for me. And I just, I'm incredulous at myself that I, that I did that for so long Mm -hmm. until I finally woke up about 10, 11 years ago. Wow. Right. Do you feel like it was a waste of time for your life? It's it's easy to it's easy to think that and I have at times felt like those were, you know, I gave the best years of my life to the Lord right. or to this concept of the Lord. But I've I've kind of um really learned to not live with regret uh, in right. that, 
we were doing the best we could do. Um, that's what I thought was right. I did that with a sincere heart. And so I don't, you know, I don't look back and beat myself up for it. I still shake my head right. in, dis- in disbelief that, that I could have bought into that for so long, but, um, I've moved on and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I live by this, this poem there, this quote from Maya Angelou that I've latched onto, which simply mm-hmm. says, do the best you can do until you know better. And when you know better, yeah. do better. Hmm. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So um, were you raised but, in a, oh, sorry, Mel. Go no, ahead. go, go. No, go. I was going to ask, <laughs> were you raised in a, in a Christian household? Is that where you get your religion from? I wasn't. No, I was actually caught up in the Jesus movement at the age of 18 as an impressionable and vulnerable young man right after high school without a lot of clear direction. And so I was very susceptible to someone who came along with all the answers. And I followed my older brother into it. He was caught up into it on college. You know, the Jesus movement was a thing in the 70s that followed the hippie movement. Right. right. Um, Just think of hippies with with big crosses and big Bibles. That's what we were. (laughs) Did you wear shoes? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) I was in. There you go. I grew up in Arkansas, so shoes were Mm. not required. (laughs) Or teeth. Or teeth. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. no. That's fucked up. Was there a major turning event to... For you to to your atheism was was there like something that just was like oh my gosh <laughs> it really was a, cu- a culmination of of mm. years of realizing you know years of just one time after another god not showing up and me making excuses for that and and then you know at, over time that just begins to take a toll on you and right. it was just this sense that I was just tired of making excuses for God's poor yeah. behavior. And right. and yeah. so eventually I came to the place where I was just so disgusted with what I was seeing and not seeing in terms of God's involvement with us that I just thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a hard look at this. I'm going to ask the questions I've never allowed myself to ask hmm. and read the books that were off limits, so to speak. And so once I started giving it an honest examination, it really came short pretty quickly. And once I came to the conclusion that the Bible was not divinely inspired, it was just the work of human beings, just mm-hmm. like Shakespeare or any other book, then I, I was able to quickly discard all of my faith because for me, it all hinged on the Bible. If the Bible wasn't true and real, then yep. none of the rest of it made sense to me. Right. It's funny how atheists or people who go um, get out of faith usually begin by reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a quote by Bertrand Russell who said, uh, "To make an atheist, you read the Bible. To make a Christian, you read what people say about the Bible." Yes. <laughs> wow. Yep. And also, the road to atheism is paved with it's littered with Bibles. littered yeah. with yeah. Bibles read back to back. Yep. Oh my it's almost true. like a, like a software agreement when you click OK <laughs> and you're agreeing to everything, but you haven't fucking read the thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you just scroll to the bottom. You click I agree, and that's religion. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yep. yep. And if you think about it, most Christians sit in the in the church seats every every Sunday and they listen to the preacher tell them what the Bible yeah. says and tell yep. them what the Bible means. Now, they do their own devotional reading and they do their own, but it's all 
it's filtered through the lens of what the leaders are telling them it is. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I wonder what, what percentage of Christians actually read through their Bible. Oh, very small. You know, like... I'm, I'm sure there would be less Christians if they actually did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or those who do end up in the Westboro Baptist Church. That's. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you you look at somebody like the Westboro Baptists and their extreme positions, but they're really, honestly, they are more true to what they yep. claim their faith is than most Christians. You know, mm, if you yeah. if you really believe the Bible says you should stone gay people, then they are being more true to what they believe the Bible says than the bulk of the the Christians out there who kind of soft pedal when it comes to that. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was listening to the Atheist Experience, and Matt Delahanty said something like that, you know, although as disgusting as the Westboro Baptist Church is, they actually are biblical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're biblical. being true. They're being more true to the text than most of your, of your average Christians are because yeah. the average Christians, they might soft sell the idea of it's not okay to be gay but uh-huh. they would they would they would never say oh no we should kill them mm-hmm. but the the extreme fundamentalists you know they I saw a clip on TikTok I believe it was where somebody had posted a video of a of a preacher yelling about killing gay people uh-huh. and and you know mm-hmm. he he was ranting i mean just ranting well i want to see what what's on his internet search don't you but, right. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, I don't know about that, man. No, you know you don't want to see it. But oh, you can, right, right. You, 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 gotta, you gotta wonder, right? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. Because that's always the case. The people who are screaming the loudest have the most to hide. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is this the one that is wearing like a like a gray jacket? Yeah, I think so. It was okay, so recent. this is actually not a preacher. This is actually a cop. What? This is. Wait, yep, who, this who, is a police is officer. Wasn't yeah, he in a pulpit though? He was, but he was at some event. But what ah, I hear is that wow. he, was a, he was a cop and he got fired, of course. Yeah, thanks. He was talking about, yeah, you would think, right? He was talking about, oh, uh, yes, oh, you know what I'm yes. talking about? Yes, 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 yes. How I, fucked up is that? You know, a person who's supposed to protect <sighs> uh, citizens thinks that way and has that much power. Who a person well, who's I mean, dude, you're disgusting. <sighs> I, we don't want to get off on this tangent here, but you know, oh, yeah. as well as no I problem. do, that the police force and the military are yeah. filled with people yep. who just have no business being there. Exactly. And, yeah. and they're there because they just don't have a lot. In, and this is a broad sweeping statement I'm about to make. So mm-hmm. we, can't, we don't need to filter through it. But by and large, a lot of those people sign up for that. A co- uh, police force and military because they just don't have a lot going on and this right. is a thing they can do without a lot of training and mm-hmm. you can get a uniform a badge and a gun yep That's that is true and the scary. training definitely is very scary that, that the, the training hours i think you need more hours to be an hvac tech than to be a police officer yeah that's and, really and true really ridiculous in this country it really is oh. Um, so you, um, I, we found you on TikTok, but you have been doing, uh, this, uh, tour of it's called dying out loud, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, explain to our listeners what that is? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a phrase that we coined a couple of years ago. Um, after my diagnosis of ALS, mm-hmm. I, uh, was, it just kind of organically came. I can't even actually remember who, 
who uh, thought of the term, but it really kind of fit what I wanted to do. I had a friend of mine, Marie, who actually became kind of a manager for me for a couple of years until recently. Um, and she just, you know, was asking me after my, after my diagnosis, I was kind of just re rethinking everything in life and what I want to do. Cause you know, the, the prognosis is not good. And right. I didn't know if I had a year or two left or what I had. And she just kind of said, what do you want to do? And I, I said, I want to talk about stuff that's important. I want to talk about living and dying as an atheist. I want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, deconstruction and, and what that's done to my worldview. And, and so she started booking me on shows and podcasts and booking mm-hmm. me into speaking engagements. And it's just kind nice. of one thing led to another. And, I started um, kind of gaining a following and, and started hearing from a lot of people who were interested in that conversation and, and it just kind of snowballed. And I uh, just, the dying out loud tour, if you will, <laughs> became the thing that uh, just kind of became my, uh, not my identity, but it, it, in terms of my atheist online and, and even in person presence, it became kind of what, what I was all about and what I'm doing. It's kind of like what a I'm brand. What, huh? Yeah. It's what I yeah. am doing with my time yeah. and, and with what I have left in terms of uh, my life. So yeah, it's, it's something that's become very important to me. And I, and I got, I kept getting a lot of messages from people that found inspiration and hope from what I was talking about. So it just kind of really motivated me and inspired me to, to keep going, ramp it up and do as much as I could. So that's kind of what I'm doing. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's, uh... You were diagnosed in 2019, right? Yeah. Or, okay. February 26th. So mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. I imagine that rocked your world and definitely <laughs> put things into perspective. Like, I, I really could not put myself in your shoes. I have no idea what that would be like. You want to share yeah. that? How was your, well, I would imagine your initial reaction was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just, I've just been writing about that part. I'm, a, I'm pretty right. much finishing up on my book and, the, and I'm on, working on the last three chapters of it. And that's uh-huh. kind of uh, toward the end uh, of my book. Um, and I was just working through that and reliving those days and those conversations I had with people following the diagnosis and my reactions and the, the decisions I made pretty quickly to like my, my initial reaction was not anger or, hmm. or sadness. Uh, it was more like, um, and maybe it's just my personality, but it was just kind of like a matter of fact, well, this is where we are now. What hmm. am I going to do? And, and so I really kind of made a pretty quick decision or a series of decisions to, shut things down in my life that didn't make much sense anymore. Like, you know, I was working in the insurance business and I retired from that and I moved out of my apartment in Nashville in with some friends just because I didn't know how quickly I would need help. The the nature of this disease is that your muscles quit working and you lose the ability to do everyday things. Right. I didn't know how quickly I would need help dressing or eating or any number of things that we, we, we do every day that we don't think about. Um, so all of those things happened in quick succession. And then I, I just made a decision to, to make the most of life. I thought I would, you know, I thought I'd do some traveling and, and, and I didn't, I didn't know if I had a year left, two years, so I didn't know what I had. Um, right, right. But wow. I thought I'm going to travel as much as I can and 
grab as many moments as I can. And then, and then when I can't do it anymore, I'll, I'll, I'll check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it turns out, I've got a very slow progressing form of this and I've been able to do more nice. things than I thought I would. And I've been Sweet. able to keep going longer and stronger. So that's kind of, you know, the dying out loud thing spun out of that. And mm. most of my travels now are, are designed around connecting with the people that I want to connect with, either that I've made uh, connections with online or uh, other people that I've known that I want to spend time with. So, you know, we do go and sightsee, but a lot of our travel is is built around connecting with people. Where, I love which that. Is, which yeah. is what I find the most pleasure in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are you planning to t- take your tour outside of the U.S.? Indeed, we are. We're actually, oh, awesome. uh, we're actually going to um, Europe in September. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. We had a trip planned uh, back before COVID, oh. which which was another sucker punch for God, me. Yes. Thanks, the, God. Yeah, oh. it's not enough. You give <laughs> you give me ALS, but you give the whole fucking world a plague. Really, <laughs> Jesus. Terrible. But for me personally, it just felt like I was losing a year that I didn't have. And yeah. so it was a real yeah. downer for me. But prior to that, we were doing a lot of traveling, speaking at secular events around the country. We did a lot That's of traveling. Awesome. We went uh, a lot of places, but we had a lot more booked, um, scheduled. Mm-hmm. And up until I think our last event that we did in person was actually in Nashville, where I'm from. Uh, we did a Sunday assembly event there, and then everything shut down pretty quickly after that. Oh. But we had stuff scheduled out west, uh, up east. Uh, we had stuff scheduled in Europe, in Amsterdam, mm. Munich, That's, Germany, oh, wow. in England. So all of that got shut Damn. down. So we decided, Bevan and I did, that um, we would do some traveling over there. We're going to sightsee, but there's just a yeah. lot of personal connections I want to make over there in the UK, um, in Amsterdam, in Sweden, um, in France. So we're going to spend um, most of the month of February there and just pop around. One one thing that developed out of this I didn't see coming is that we have a, a lot of people that have reached out and said to me, you know, Dave, when you're in, if you ever get to this particular place where I live, we've got a place to stay. We'd love to have you, you know, mm. we've got a spare bedroom and I do have some limitations in terms of needing a private bath. And, um, right. I don't, I don't need a wheelchair ramp or anything like that. I can still mm. get around, but I can't do cats. I don't, I don't oh, dislike, no. I don't dislike cats. They just dislike me. I'm allergic to them. Same. Listen, oh. I'm, I'm allergic too. And I have I just, one. I, oh my God. No, but, it, but I understand. Hate me. I understand. They fucking hate me. Yeah, man. They hate me. So, I mean, I, you know, I hate you too, Beth. So, yeah. and I, I kind of feel like I feel bad. If someone says, Oh, you can stay with us. And I have to say, okay, do you have a cat? Uh, you oh, know, no. I'm not trying to be a, a prima donna asking right. for, for all the red M&Ms to be removed. Right. Like that. But, but I have certain limitations and I just have to be honest with them. But, yeah, but what absolutely. I was saying is that these people have offered, you know, places to stay and it's just great because it allows mm-hmm. us to travel and, and, you know, cut the costs a little bit. Like we're doing a yeah. road trip out West uh, in a few weeks actually. Mm-hmm. And we're staying with some people in 
in, super uh, cool. in LA and another person in the San Francisco area, another person in Portland, another person in Seattle. Wow. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of traveling, but it's, it just helps us be more affordable. Right. Right. Well, if, it's if like having ever... a family, right? It is. And yeah. indeed yeah. it is. And it's just so fun to connect with these people, you know, and, and, and just, yeah. just meet, meet the humans that I've been in touch with. And it's just, nice. I always enjoy it so much. Well, if you yeah. ever come to Florida, I would love to take you and Bev out to dinner. Like, oh, okay. that would be great. Where in Florida are you? I'm okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll sorry. probably get down there at some point. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, we're we're open to we we go we're going a lot of places. We've got a lot of things scheduled, but there's there's other places we haven't scheduled yet. But we'd love to come down to Florida. In fact, that's one of the places I was supposed to be going to speak mm. uh, last year or two years ago, whatever year it was. I don't even remember now. Um, but yeah, I was going to be in that area uh, speaking at a uh, secular group, a uh, free thought group or something. Oh, free. Th- uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- I think they have a convention down here, uh, free thought or f- free flow or, so- or so- something, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're down here. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, I, that would be amazing. Um, so I have a question. Okay. How would you compare your mindset between now and what you believe you would have had when you were a Christian dealing with the diagnosis? Yeah, I, I can predict that pretty well because I know how I thought about things then um, in that I would have had to factor God into it. And that's the thing yeah. about right. a, as a Christian, you have to factor God into anything that happens. Where's God in this? What's God mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So getting a diagnosis like this as a Christian, you have to parse through it and say, okay, what's God doing? What's God's will? Obviously, he let me get this, or he gave it to me, depending right. on what your theology says. My theology was such that sin and sickness and these kind of things happened in the world because of the fall of man, that God originally created oh, things with, mm-hmm. with imperfection, but because, damn it, that woman ate that fruit, that right. damn woman, right? Oh, damn woman. Went- Fine, I'll leave this chat, God. It's all your fault, God damn it. Hey, uh, Beth, you know, once, Mel- once Melanie leaves, we can speak freely. Uh, you know, huh? yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Silence, woman. Silence. I have a mute button, okay, God. <laughs> you know, that's how we thought in that. Right? Yeah, because yeah. you have to say, how could a perfect God create a perfect world with kids that get leukemia and starving children in other countries. Well, Mm -hmm. the reason for that is it was perfect in the beginning, but because of man's sin and the fall of man, sin and sickness and death entered the world. That's the theology. So, And people follow this, and this is horrible. Oh, yeah. Based upon that, though, I would have factored in that God allowed me to get ALS for a reason. There has to be something here. Either it's he's got some plan that he won't share with me because he's a dick. Yep. Or, <laughs> yep, yep. or there's some sin in my life, or I don't have enough faith to get healed. Mm. Uh, there's all these things you have to filter through to figure out where God is in this. Whereas an atheist, I just look at it and say, well, life is random and chaotic. And this, this so happened mm-hmm. to be what I got. This is what it is. Now, what do I do with it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. a much more simple way to look at life. It really, really is. Life makes so much more sense when you don't have to factor a God into what happens. It yes. just is. Yep. 
you were mentioning like um you know maybe it's something wrong with me there's a sin mm -hmm, i did mm -hmm. something wrong i really really despise that from religion how it gaslights people how oh, it yeah. makes you feel like you're worthless that you're just dirty rags and yep. you know you're empty well it has to be it, it has just, to be because oh. it it obviously the problem obviously can't be god so right. if, you've, yeah. if you've got a, a perfect God who only does perfect things, if something goes wrong, it must be my fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's sad. It's so, so sad. Oh, it's disgusting. Ugh. And we st you start with the idea that I'm born wrong. I'm right, born right. broken. We're, I'm we're born dirty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like I can't stand these these teenage tiktokers oh my god like especially i don't know if you know Christ. him yeah david ladding we will oh, always bitch about him god. it's like he has 1.1 million followers and how they, in the they, world he tells them that they're broken and then the only fix is god like who the fuck what oh, but he cries when he tells yeah, them with with inspirational music so sincere Yes. I just want you to know I love you and God loves you. That motherfucker is high all the time. I guarantee yes. you. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. He's grifting. He's yes. a grifter. I he's, mean, he's stabbing cell phones in the middle of fucking nowhere in the oh backwoods. Oh my god! What yeah. the fuck was that about? <laughs> and filming it with another phone. Right. Like you need to get off TikTok right? and, and you know talk to God. I'm like, get the fuck off your phone, David. You know, come on. No, oh. I don't know. These young TikTokers are ubiquitous. I'm just, I don't yes. know, man. They seem to have a uh, an exhausting audience, an exhaustive audience for, mm. for that kind of content. I don't yep. know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And they're all young too and impressionable. Yes. And mm -hmm. a lot of these are seen like genuinely terrified. Oh, they remind yeah. me of, of myself, you know, 40 years ago. It's that's, scary. Yeah. That was me. And that's yeah. how they control you through fear and you know manipulation. manipulation. Yep. Mm -hmm. I always say, like, if a god needs you to defend him on social media, right. then he's a weak ass bitch. Yep. Why, doesn't god, like, why doesn't God have his own TikTok channel? Why you know, why does he need you? Exactly. Uh, yep, yep. Please clear uh, things out for us. You know, yeah. please let us know. You know what? Those people are saying wrong things about me, but these right. people are not. Let right. us know that maybe owning people is wrong. You know, maybe they said it wrong in the Bible. I don't know. I'll stitch Show with up. I'll stitch with God any day. Let's go. Right? right? Oh he would get destroyed. And I, oh my God. <laughs> and they say, well, free will. They don't want to violate free will. Like, uh -huh. bitch. He showed up to Moses on a fucking burning bush, right? He he fucked with people's free will all yep. throughout the goddamn Bible. Oh yeah, yep. all the time. All the time. Like what? What? I don't but get this. Make it make sense. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's the. Well, I actually talked with a, a a a caller on the atheist experience a few weeks ago about that very thing, and he was right. talking about morality and. But I, I put forth the scenario to him that uh, of, of, of a God who would sit and watch a rapist molest mm -hmm. a little girl mm -hmm. who's crying out to God, is crying out for her parents, mm -hmm. and yet his response was, that's free will. God had to give that person free will. Oh, did he? Mm -hmm. Did he, Did he mm -hmm. though? Because God could have created it any way he wanted, and yet yep. he was more concerned about a rapist having free will than a little girl being molested. And where's that little girl's free will in the meantime? Yep. Mm -mm. 
So he didn't have and an the, answer for it. And the he, theology is so fucked up too, because then the rapist can just repent. Yep. And and we're good and dandy. We're good. Yep. Yeah. And, and he goes to heaven with the little rapist that he, with the little girl he raped. Yep. Right. Mm, that's not, that's messed it. up. Yeah. Um, so and they speaking, don't see that. So speaking of the atheist experience, what has been your like favorite favorite caller? <laughs> If, if you can remember. Well, it was a it was a tough one. It was a tough one, but um, Elizabeth from the UK. Um, mm. It was a tough call, but it was uh, was um, it's hard to say favorite because it was it, it was well she called oh, yeah. and she she was calling about um, her fa- she she was in a church and had been in a church and had had left the faith and left the church but had recently gone back to it for, as she admitted, emotional reasons and support and comfort. And she said, I have no intellectual reasons to go back. And and she said, I was frankly a little embarrassed that I succumbed to that again. But then uh, her son, who lived in Australia at the time, was a uh, first responder, medical professional, and had gotten COVID and died. Mm -hmm. And she went to her church for comfort, as it were. And uh, their immediate reaction to her was, well, was he a Christian? <gasps> and she said, no, he wasn't. And they said, well, he's in hell then. What? The yeah, fuck? just fucking lovely, right? Yeah. I did listen to that episode a while ago. Oh, I, I remember that one. Yeah. That was, one was, yeah. Uh, I was on with Jim Barrows and mm-hmm. he and I both were just livid at these people and heartbroken yep. for Elizabeth. And yep. what was beautiful about it was that you know, during the show, you have the live chat. And um, what was, this is why it's my favorite call. And I'll probably get choked up thinking about it. But Jim said to her, Elizabeth, we're so sorry. You know, we were commiserating with her and telling her how much we loved her. And she said, are you able, he said, are you able to see the chat right now and all the love you're getting? And Mm -hmm. she started crying because Mm -hmm. she was looking at all the messages from these atheists right telling her how much they loved her how much they're with her hang in there and she just was overwhelmed at the support she got and she started crying and it was just a beautiful connection a human connection there uh, with her and and she has her own health issues she was dealing with a lot of stuff going on with this poor woman and just to be treated that way by christians was infuriating but to see the atheist community rise up in support of her was just so heartwarming yes yeah that was a great episode i remember that one um how did you end up in the atheist experience anyway how do i I end up there (laughs) yeah what the fuck (laughs) i'm just really good at this shit yeah (laughs) i mean you're not wrong (laughs) we know that no i'm just kidding um what happened it kind of organically happened in that I was started doing the dying out loud stuff and started getting booked on podcasts. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, I was nobody. I was, you know, so Marie started sending messages out. Hey, would you like to have Dave Warnock come on your, on your show dying out loud? And they're all going, who? Oh. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why would I have him come? I remember Seth Andrews responding back saying, um, don't really know Dave. Let me you know, see him on a few shows first and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt did the same thing. But after a mm. while, I, I started doing a lot of podcasts and shows and started getting some content out there. And 
And I guess they started right. seeing it. So Matt booked me on the show. It was back when it was live in the studio in Austin. And awesome. so we flew down to Austin and did the show in the studio and it went really well. And, and we just had a good connection. And, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm as a former minister, I'm used to talking a lot. So it's not a hard thing for me just to, to, you know, turn a mic on and start talking. It's just right. not hard for me for, for some reason. And <laughs> anyway, I did it, did it again a month later and spoke at their annual uh, bat cruise meeting and um and then just started getting booked as guest hosts every now and then and then they That's decided awesome. to make me a regular co-host so yeah That's it's super just cool it's been a good connection and we we get along well and and the other co-hosts enjoy you know the uh symmetry there and the connection there and so yeah i've just uh i just uh it just kind of happened I, I love Matt. I I want him on our show. <laughs> Matt's a good guy. Matt's, Matt's misunderstood by a lot of people, I think, because they see him go off so on too. callers and they see yeah. him, you know, get angry or whatever. But God, he's got more patience than than yeah. I would have with most of them. I mean, right. you know, uh, when I was first in the studio with him, I told him afterwards, I said, dude, I would have hung up on most of those way before you did. <laughs> yeah, like the... <laughs> Part He's done it phrase? for 16 years. Can he, tell me, is there an argument he hasn't heard? Right. It's, right? it's, it's like a script with, with them. Like, oh, it's, it's the same funny. shit recycled over and over. And they all Feel think sure. they've got, no they parts. all think they've got the one, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm, yes. This is the call that's going to stump the atheist. Okay. And Checkmate then, atheist. Uh, and then <laughs> 10 seconds into it, you're shaking your head and, oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> so I was watching a recent one. This was probably during COVID, if I remember correctly, because you, you, you guys were like not on site, but it was a call about how you, Matt had asked this caller, um, do you think owning a person oh. is, mm. <laughs> is okay, is, you know, moral? <laughs> and he fucking paused and like, no, and you, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was you. It was like, you don't. You don't fuck it's that a yes no question. It's a yes no. I remember that. I said you shouldn't yes. have to think about that, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I remember that one. Like, and that how do you yeah. justify that? I don't get it. the whole slavery thing. It's just I don't know why they keep trying to push back on that, and and there's just no argument for it. Right. And and I always. You know, I just go back to the Ten Commandments. If God's going to lay out His top ten, mm-hmm. and having no graven images is more important to God than not owning people, then you've lost me right there. We're done. This conversation's over. Oh yeah. 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 I'm dealing with comments today, actually on one of my videos, uh, the, this people defending it, it is just creepy. It's creepy. And, and one of the, I think (laughs) on one of the shows recently, it was me and Matt again, and someone else, we were, they were trotting back out the slavery things of, well, God was, (sighs) was just working with people where they were and he knew they were going to, he knew they he knew they were going to have slaves. So he gave them some regulations. And I said, oh my God. Oh, what? And, and Matt and Matt said like, yeah, it's, God's more worried about the shrimp you eat than owning people. Right. And I said, oh. I said something like, uh, yeah, they, God knew they were going to eat shrimp anyway. So he's just going to teach you how to peel them. <laughs> same kind. Right. Same 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 oh my God. God damn it. This is so bizarre. And and the sad thing is, it's not just adults who say that. It's these like teeny boppers on TikTok saying Uh, the exact same thing. Well, they're just just parroting what they've heard from the adults. You know they are. They're they're just parroting what the youth leader told them or their youth leader themselves. Right. They've got no original thoughts. This is true. Mm -hmm. true. Yeah, they, they always say it's indentured servitude. 
bitch. Right. <laughs> no. <sighs> it's, it's crazy. I, I, Someone commented uh, something saying they were just like employees. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me? I, yeah. Employees with no freedom right. and no salary. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's called Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah. Similar. Similar. Oh, man. Um, so you you work with a human euthanasia nonprofit, right? A, a, a final exit network. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Um, I, cool. I find that so like amazing that, that there's people actually out there for this because I, I, I me, I am for this as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you, you have to take control of your own life, you know, so I'm, I'm very happy that there's there's somebody out there also doing doing the Lord's work. Sort of yeah. Thing. What do they do? Are they like an advocacy um, uh, organization or what is it that they do? Well, no, the, they are an, a nonprofit. It's called uh-huh. the Final Final Exit Network, and they teach people or help people in my my kinds of situations with mm-hmm. terminal illnesses, uh, things that are not going to get better, things that are you're not going to uh, recover from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they give us choices. They give us options for end of life choices. Okay. Now they they are not limited to working in the handful of states that have death with dignity laws. That's nothing to do with physician assisted suicide. Mm-hmm. It has to do with me being able to take matters into my own hands and take care of things myself. It's not illegal to kill yourself. That's something people don't realize. Like right. I always say, what are they going to do? Arrest you? Right. right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> So it's just a matter of giving people control and choices. And that's really what it's sense. all about. Uh, they teach you how to, what kind of equipment you need, what kind of legal issues you need to take, take care of. They've got lawyers on staff. They've got all the pieces in place. They're a wonderful organization, completely run by volunteers. They have guides, what they call guides, uh, exit guides. It's kind of a weird weird term, but, um, you know, that it's your final exit. And so the guides, if you sign up for their services, the guide will come meet you in your home and, uh, and go through the whole process with you make sure you have all your things lined up, everything in your ducks in a row, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then when the time comes and you, you're, you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. I've had enough of suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they come back and they help guide you through the process. So it's really, again, wow. about choices. In fact, a pretty good percentage of people that do enlist their services never end up using them. Mm-hmm. But it just mm-hmm. helps them to know that they have choices. They have at the a choice. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, it's empowerment, it's, you know. It's, it's control. It's, it's empowerment. Yeah. 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 Because the, the, the bottom line is we don't die well in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yep. we, live, we live longer than we should. And, and it's hard to say those kind of things. But people are kept alive long past when they would, would rather go themselves. Yeah. But yes, because of some I've archaic religious ideologies, they're not allowed to. People say things like you can't play God and right. God will take mm-hmm. you when he's ready. Well, he's a, a sadistic yes. thug then yep. if that's the case, because yeah. he's going to leave that person there suffering with Alzheimer's for three or four years in a nursing home, yeah. not knowing anyone around them, mm-hmm. draining the family's resources yep. for what? So they can stay alive another four years. What kind of quality of life to keep is that? Comfort exactly. and you know peace of mind to the family in reality, but the pa- the patient, the person themselves is, you know, suffering. I mean, we yeah. we, we treat our pets better than we do humans. Oh, exactly. Know? When a pet's suffering so, and and the, <laughs> the pet has no quality of life and they can't right? walk, then yeah. we humanely put them down, and that's yep. that's the humane and compassionate thing to do. 
Yes. But you're right. We okay. don't allow we don't allow that for humans, and I don't I don't understand it. It's the only thing I attribute it to is the religious underpinnings of this country, mm. who somehow have bought into the idea that uh, God gives you life and God takes it away. Right. Yep. Mm. Uh, do you ever think it would be widely accepted? It'll be a long time coming. <laughs> a long time coming. Right. Um, yeah. We're we're we got so far to go in this country. I thought we were further along than we than we are, mm -hmm. and then Trump happened, and I realized uh, that we were not yeah. we're not who I thought we were as a people. Right. Uh, we have a we lot of, of pretty ugly things that are right under the surface, and Trump pulled the lid off of them and exposed them for us. Um, but no, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I really don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Thanks, Trump. Have, yeah. <laughs> God. Also, thanks religion, you know, that religion really. Well, that's the bottom line. It's it's yeah. because of yeah. we're such a religious country. I know in in countries in in Europe that aren't that are much more secular mm -hmm. than those than the end of life options are much more popular and not not as many restrictions. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Goddamn religion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ruining everything. I hate it. No, I think God. the world would be way. John Lennon had it right. Yes. Yeah. So do you think religion is bad or do you think it's more like people use it in bad ways? They can, uh, there bad. are some religions that I wouldn't categorize mm -hmm. as inherently bad, but, right. but I do, I will say this. I believe that the, the world would be better without religion. It's just not a I necessary agree. element. Right. There are people who need it to feel good, but I think you'd be better off if you didn't need it. But now I don't want to take something away from someone who gives them comfort as right. long as they are not imposing it on others. Correct. As long as yeah. they're not using it as a weapon or a tool to control, restrict, or hurt others. So some religions in that sense are benign, uh, but I don't know. I would rather say to the person, yeah, your religion is not harmful, but I think you'll be a healthier person if you can just let go of the religious ideas altogether. Right. Preach. Right. Right. Yes, amen. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. <preach>. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> oh, man. So what would you say your message is? It's, it's simple. It's so simple. It's just yeah. um, a little bit um, baffling, not baffling, but surprising to me that it has registered with so many people. Um, I say all the time, it's called dying out loud, but it's really more about living out loud. And, and it's simply, mm -hmm. it's simply uh, getting the most out of the one life we know we have and grabbing the moments and not missing them by being caught up in mundane things that don't make any difference at the end of the day, yes. or by being caught up as a religious person by focusing on what you think the afterlife is going to be so much mm -hmm. so that you miss what's happening here and now in front of you. So to me, it's just about recognizing that life is nothing more than a collection of moments. There's mm -hmm. no big plan that ties them together. There's no big overarching issue or, or uh, plan for your life. God does not have a wonderful plan for your life, by the way. That was oh, a lie. Yeah. Yep. Nope. You got to make your own <laughs> plans. You got to make your own life. And, yep. and so what I tell people over and over is if you don't like the story that's being written about your life, then take the pen and write it your own. Yes, sir. 100%. I agree. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Um, so what is ch- change the topic here? What is your favorite alcohol beverage? Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular brand? Uh, well, Maker's Mark is probably okay. the one I go to if I'm going to just sip uh, bourbon, you know, just for the sipping of it. Uh, unless you get into the really uh, expensive, rare ones like mm. Pappy Van Winkle, which is 150 bucks for a, a quart. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, I've had, I've had some of those drinks given to me, but I'm not going to go spend that money on them. So right, right. pretty much, pretty much yeah, the top no. shelf, you know, the bullets <laughs> and the, uh, four roses and some, some good stuff like that. Mm. Oh yeah. I love that. Nice. <laughs> um, what would, what piece of advice would you give somebody to improve their quality of life? Don't sweat the small stuff mm. and, it, and mm. it's all small stuff. <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a cliched statement, obviously, but I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really about the moments. That's a phrase that we use. Yeah. It's all about the moments and, um, carpe the fucking diem, which is to, yes. you know, uh, yes. Tra- translated from Latin. That means seize the fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking love it. but it's, it's really true. Those, those simple things that we can overlook are, are really what I think life is about you know making the most of the moments that we have connecting with people or doing whatever you know not everybody enjoys connecting with people as much as i do i know i'm an extrovert and Mm -hmm. some are introverts and that's it's different you don't have to right you know we don't have to be the same but whatever it is that that makes you fully human that makes you the best version of yourself then find the ways to engage that and find the ways to make the most of that and find the ways to celebrate those moments that bring that out. That's what I think makes uh, to answer your question, to make the most of life or to make life the best. It's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes. I love that. I wish more people thought that way. I wish more people would be less focused on like you were saying, you know, after life, what's going to happen. But then we tend to ignore the, what we have in front of us. And, and I think religion at the same time also, because they're telling you, oh, you're going to go to heaven and there's all this reward after you devalue life. And oh, yeah. Religion yeah. definitely devalues life. And it's it does. So- it yeah. minimizes the life we have. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a there's another quote that we have. We have some new T-shirts with some of these things on them. But Ooh. Uh, Ooh. the one is it's all about the moments. People can find that on the merch site on our DaveOutloud.com site. Um, but yes. the other one says that it's the end of a poem that someone sent me very, very early in the process. And it's uh, the last line says this, we, we have two lives and the second begins when you realize you only have one. Ha. Oh, that's great. That. Yeah. Isn't that good? So, <laughs> so good. So what, you know, it just, it just refocuses us on the thing that's in front of us in the now, because all we really have is the now and we don't have any, you know, we say this all the time. We don't have guarantees of tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. We, we get that in theory. You know, that's a, that's a theory that we, we know it's out there somewhere. But then we still get caught up in the stuff. And it's easy to miss it because the stuff is, is demanding our attention. And I understand that, that we have to deal with the stuff. That the stuff, you know, we have to pay the bills. We have to mm-hmm. walk the dog. We have to do whatever. But, but it's easy to miss the moments if all that all that catches our attention and we don't pull away from that from time to time to to celebrate the moment so we have to be intentional about it 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, life is too short sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. It always is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a bucket list that you... Working have? on it. <laughs> what, is, what is the number one thing? Ooh. Um, I, I don't think i've got one thing i mm. did we did uh we i did jump out of an airplane this year that oh, was on there <laughs> oh my that's god awesome. that's amazing oh, that's on mine yeah too. <laughs> yeah that's I, I recommend doing it with a uh, someone strapped to you and a parachute <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it it is well. <laughs> yeah it is a thrill it really is oh, uh, it's it's scary but it's thrilling and so we did that we uh, we went to the Grand Canyon. I'd never been there in all Ooh. these years, so we did a helicopter tour yes. with the Grand Canyon, and uh, just seeing as many places as I can and, and seeing as many people as I can. Those are those are ongoing bucket list things. I am going to go scuba diving. Um, oh, yes. yes, I want to do that I, too. Although I need um, adaptive equipment for it because I can't push the air button, and so I've got to have mm-hmm. someone there. You know, oh. I've got to I've got to be okay with that. But I actually have a a follower who reached out and said that they, her and her partner live in uh, Cayman Islands and they are um, inviting us down whenever we can oh, actually, <laughs> it's still re- a little awesome. bit restricted right now, but right, they're going right. to, they're going to take us scuba diving. And, and so again, there's those uh, silver linings that have come out of this in that I've got all these people around the world who've reached out and said, you know, please come here. We'd love to host you. We'd love to take you do this. And, just people are beautiful and the kindness of humans and so uh we've we've made all these great friends and we've got all these connections that so that my bucket list is really simple at this point going forward Mm -hmm. is to make as many of those connections as i can and have those meaningful moments beautiful yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i i would love to scuba dive but i have terrible ears Mm -hmm. (laughs) that won't let me you know repressurize or whatever so yeah yeah uh, I, I, I you got, might I'll, die. I might literally <laughs> like I, all I can do is snorkel and that's about it, you know, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, if you're in the right places, that's just almost just beautiful. You, yes. you can see a, oh, You yeah. can see a lot of stuff. In the right, I've been in snorkeling the right in Mexico waters. and it was amazing. Ooh. Yeah. And I would love to do scuba diving at some point, but yeah, it's so expensive and you need like, it is. training and all this stuff. And like, Oh, I'm too lazy for that. And I don't have the money. <laughs> <laughs> well dave you are amazing and we're very lucky that we got to talk to you today we're very thankful and it's awesome you have an amazing outlook uh you know on life the way that you are inspiring people with your message i think is amazing um thank you thank you so much well thank you guys i appreciate you guys doing this um you know i everyone that's out there doing these kinds of things are making, making a difference. So, you know, I appreciate that. Keep doing it. Uh, send me a message on TikTok So I'll make okay. sure I know who the right one who is. Who the fuck you're talking oh, to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that, that I do yeah. connect with. And so I know who you are on TikTok Cause yeah, I know absolutely. sometimes I get, I get mixed up on there. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. <laughs> So you want to share where where can we find you? Um, All the links to my stuff is on daveoutloud.com. So uh-huh. um, you can find my Facebook and my Dying Out Loud page and my Twitter and my uh, TikTok and Instagram, all those things. Um, 
And great. then, yeah, if, if uh, we post everything that we're doing in terms of traveling and calendars, uh, I know I just we just got word today we're booked into a uh, conference that's happening in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Ooh. in uh, in October uh, when we get back from Europe, and I'll be cool. speaking with some cool people there. Um, but yeah, just follow along on that. If, like you said, Mel, if we ever get where you guys are, yes. just please reach out and say, Hey, you know, we saw you're going to be mm-hmm. in such and such. We'd love to see you. And I love doing that. You know, we, we always enjoy connecting with the people that, that we've, you know, uh, connected with online. We love having that right. human connection. So yes, absolutely. We'd, we'd I would love to, I look mm-hmm. forward to it. That yeah. <laughs> and that's Dave out loud as D A V E. O-U-T-L-O-U-D.com. And you can also find him on the Atheist Experience sometime. Yeah. We don't know when, but oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's so yeah, random. I, they schedule me uh, every... Uh, it's it's really working out to be a little around about once a month. Oh, okay. okay. But okay, uh, the next one I'm on is July 4th, actually. Hey, uh, all right. Nice. Go, weeks. Well, I got to say that I listen to the Atheist Experience religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. That's good. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's dumb. <laughs> well, I actually started listening to the Atheist Experience when I was in college, like uh, wow. around 07, 08. I started finding, you know, atheism and getting into wow. all that. So, yeah, I've been listening to it for a long, long time. Then I kind of dropped off, but recently in the past year and a half or so i've been listening to it like back to back to back mm-hmm. and i love it it's my favorite show I really, yeah. it really it's, is. Yep. it's fun it's a popular thing and we it does a lot of good people don't realize i mean yes. yeah. i've i've met people out in, in the world and they they tell me you know i was on the fence or i was uh you know lost of deconstructing and it helped mm-hmm. me it helped me formulate my ideas so there, it does Same. a lot of good yeah yeah and we wanted to remind our listeners that we do have a merch store as well. Not Ooh. only Dave, but so do we. <laughs> so if you go to our bios on TikTok, you will find the link to the merch store for the podcast. We have some cool shit, including yoga pants with Mel's face on the butt. Oh, shit. Yeah. Also, if you're a simp, I mean, you know, a fan of our content and like what we do, please consider supporting us. You can do so by going to anchor.fm slash burningeden666 and clicking on the support button also thank you chico emily and robin m thank Yay, you thank you so much <laughs> and you can choose any amount doesn't matter 99 cents we don't care we just everything helps us and we are aiming to go on video we kept saying that but we're so close i promise you we I are very you. very close yes. we're like edging we're just we're edging. close <laughs> like, like Jesus, you know <laughs> Playing hide and seek this whole time. Just come on. But yes, we will be going uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, bro, what am I saying? Live broadcast. God damn it. <laughs> can't fucking talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see our lovely faces. I guess. Awesome. <laughs> Just my lovely face. Whatever. Loser. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you once again, Dave Warnock. We love you. you. Are fun. We you are fucking fun. love you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen.